0: You are now tuned into the James Grage Theory episode twenty-six, The Simple Life. James Grage Theory, aka soon to become the number one fitness podcast on iTunes. Make sure you check us out there. Um this episode's gonna be a fun one. Um last week we had our fun our friend Chris in here, talked a little bit more about our fitness, a little bit more industry stuff. We're gonna get back to the hippie stuff now. Uh, business life freedom today you came up to me and you're like let's talk a little bit more free um you just came back from your trip in Chico mm-hmm. back in your hometown which is almost like a uh, hippie heaven over there for people that don't really know about Chico give them a little give them a little idea
1: you know Chico's a cool place so it's it's north of Sacramento a little over an hour and a half north it's right in the valley but it's almost like a little haven in the valley you've got creeks rivers uh you know surrounded by foothills all the way around it's got one of the largest city-owned parks in the country it's one of those places where everybody rides their bikes you got bike shops everywhere and you know so the biking community is real cool there and it's not just people riding bikes it's you know really cool custom city bikes like people have gotten really into over the years into the single speed Mm -hmm. uh bikes over there and it's just a, it's a good vibe. It's got an old fashioned downtown. It's got really cool shops and restaurants.
0: Yeah, and when while I was watching your uh, like IG stories, you could tell there was a level of you didn't even have to say anything. You can just tell there was a level of, it's chill, common peace there that we do not we're not afforded while we're here in South Florida. Well, it's it's a bit of the culture
1: self. in Northern California in general. it's it's, it's more relaxed. It's right. chill there. It always has been. Uh, You've got a university there, so it's got a bit of the university vibe, but it doesn't take over the town. Uh, It's got great trails around there, so hiking, backpacking, mountain biking. The mountain biking there is awesome. Uh, It's just a cool place, and it's surrounded by canyons. You've got all sorts of different canyons in there that are, you know, I'd describe it as being almost magical in there, the the type of places you go. And it just, if you're into being outside, it really Mm -hmm. recharges your batteries and uh, and that's where I grew up uh, and so moving out to you know to a city after that that was something when I was young I just couldn't wait to get away couldn't couldn't wait to get away from small town life but it's interesting now that I've been gone long enough when I go back there there's a part of me that really misses it
0: right it's just I think a part of being like what well, I call it homesick you know there's something that, that you miss like but what is it about there that when you go back you're Looking there, and you're just like, "I miss this. What is it about there that you miss?
1: So there, a lot of it is just being outdoors. It's the outdoor life. and it's it's more of a simple life. Uh, and you appreciate the simple things. Like to me, the simple things are being around good people, right. Uh, When people talk about what it means to be successful or what's going to bring them fulfillment or happiness, when I was younger, I used to think that was stuff. It was all the things that I didn't have or didn't grow up with. So that meant, you know, nice clothes, nice cars, fancy houses or fancy dinners, all those things that, you know, I never had that opportunity to experience when I was younger. And now that I've experienced all those things, I realize that the good stuff in life is you know, being around good people, people you enjoy being around. For me, it's being outdoors. That doesn't mean that's for everybody. But for me, being more connected, I guess, you know, it's like the simple things are the things that I enjoy. For me, favorite time of day is sunrise or sunset, just soaking in that couple minutes, even if it's just taking a big deep breath and saying, hey, you know, this is free. I don't have to work hard to earn this to, to be able to enjoy this. This is something that's there for everybody to enjoy, you don't have to have a lot of money to be able to soak that in. Right. And those are some of the best moments. And uh, so being there in Chico, you know, it's, you've got so many trees there. It's <laughs> uh, the guy who founded the town, this guy named John Bidwell, and his old original mansion is still there. But he and his wife brought in trees from all over the world. And you got to figure this was all by ship back then mm. and planted all these trees in this park. And so you've got cork trees that, you know, the bark is actually real cork. Wow. You just got all kinds of, you know, really cool trees in there. And this creek runs through it. You've got paths along both sides. You get to ride your bike in there. And it's just a good vibe. And, you know, being out there, I was out there not under the best of circumstances, had to go take care of some family business, but took the opportunity to just soak it in again and recharge my batteries.
0: For sure. And I definitely feel you on that. Um, It seems like a lot of, you know, like, I'm one of those guys. I always talk to you about freedom and all these, you know, kind of stripping that minimalist lifestyle. But it seems like a lot of, um, um, guys, my age, not guys, but women and and men, my age, people, my age are seeking this new found freedom and this open road life, this minimalist off the grid lifestyle. To me, yep. it's just an enchanting thing where you feel like, God, I've lived in South Florida my whole life and you've lived around people your whole life and townhouses and apartments and everything. I almost, I'm just curious to see what it's like when you wake up and you go outside and there's just nothing but it seems like a lot of people are taking this uh culture, let's say, this road trip culture and they're um kind of going up, going about it. Now you hear the words like nomad consultants and stuff. These young tech professionals mm. pack up a van, travel across the country and go do odd jobs, you know, digital odd jobs everywhere. Um why do you think that is? What is the kind of the resurgence I, of that?
1: I think some of it's a backlash. I uh, you know, it so I'm technically generation X. Uh, and so my generation still was brought up this way, but you know my oldest brother he's a, a baby boomer and you know so previous generations and I think it really started in the 50s you know this consumerism right mm-hmm. we We're just programmed to like buy stuff work to live. you know is the you know keep up with the Joneses is you got to have the nicer house, and you got the newest stuff and it's still that day or still that way today. I mean look at phones. You could have an iPhone 7, still works perfect. Does the iPhone X or even the 8, does it work better? Ah, A little bit, but people feel so dissatisfied, right, carrying around that 7 that they've got to go get rid of something that's good, that works, to go get the other thing. But why? You know, and how much of it is just about the functionality of the phone versus something that's been programmed into us that, you know, we feel that we're being left behind or that, you know, it's almost like a social status. I watch phones through the years become a social status like watches are, you know. So if you have a thousand plus dollar iPhone X, you know, that says something, which it says nothing is the funny thing about it. But, uh, you know, so I grew up that way just thinking that happiness was all about having nicer stuff that go – You know, go work your ass off, sacrifice everything to go get a bigger, nicer car, house, whatever. And we talked about this before, but I just realized that happiness isn't there. You know, like we started this conversation with happiness is in the simple things in life. And so I see this younger generation, the millennial generation embracing that more, you know, and I think it's always from one generation to to the next. You know, the older generation always says, oh, look at these guys, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't know what they're doing. But I think that's one thing I could pick on millennials and you know we've talked about it before talking about you know maybe just this uh, you know looking for instant gratification from everything thinking that everything's gonna come quick and easy because look that's technology has made everything easy and more convenient right and so we expect that so when you grow up around that that becomes your world I mm-hmm. uh, but I look at the flip side and I say you know I think they also have it right when it comes to embracing some of these other things that are more important experiences like i would much rather have great experiences than great stuff right and that's why even here over the last couple of years for christmas i stopped buying my kids you know the mountain of presents because that was just really dissatisfying and opted instead to go have experiences things that we would all remember and you know create lasting memories that's What's the
0: feeling when these kids are ripping through their Christmas presents and they see something and they just toss it aside because it's the next thing. It's like, well, I need to open all these first. It's kind it was, of,
1: uh, you know, Mike, you know, well not Minka because she's younger. She's only five, but James knows he's 11 and you know, he and I talked about it. It was, it was upsetting to me. It was upsetting because I was trying to give like every parent, trying to give them the things that I didn't have. And, so to watch them open presents and yeah literally like throw it over their shoulder as they were ripping open the next gift i was appalled mm-hmm. and uh, and i just made a decision right then and there that it wasn't going to be that way anymore right. and so last year we kept it really simple the kids got a couple presents things they needed you know clothes and stuff like that and instead we went up to new hampshire we rented a super small little cabin a legitimate like log cabin. Mm-hmm, I remember that in the middle of you know nowhere in New Hampshire, and we just played in the snow. We you know dug through you know the snow with shovels and made little bobsled runs for the toboggans. And they'll just, never
0: admit it, but I'm sure they love that way more than just opening up a couple of you, games. And, no, actually, toys. James
1: did admit it. He just seemed to hear him, you know cramped together, even though we. Had,
0: making it five years to you. But in the past, a difference in you, I'm not going to say whether it's positive or negative, but you've kind of, um, embraced this minimalist idea. Mm. Um, you've never really been a f- super flashy guy. You're not going to walk, you know, here with, you know, jewelry or really nice suits and stuff like that. That's just not us. But, um, just noticing some of the, got rid of the big cars. um, thinking about selling your, I think you are selling your home, that beautiful house, you know, right on Fort Lauderdale beach or Hollywood beach. And, um, yeah, just kind of the minimalist thing, man. I just feel like, uh, we'll, we'll get into it in a minute, but you took this road trip, you know, a couple uh, a year ago, um, which was like the epitome of minimalism. It's like, okay, here's some food in the back, a couple of blankets slept on the side of your car, but we'll, kind of what's. What's up with this change in the past couple of years? You know, why are you moving from kind of being a little bit more? I don't know. I don't think you were ever really, you know, materialistic. Let's say, but you like the nice stuff. Mm -hmm. You had the nice cars and three different cars pull up with a different one. Nice house. Mm -hmm. Seems like you're kind of over it. Well, now I get it. Oh, you get it. Okay, you have to be there. (laughs) See, like I'm trying. I'm here. You know, I'm trying to figure out like what what is it about this? I guess it's one of those things like you have to have it to I think that's part of it and that's and we've talked about that
1: before so I can't I can't just tell someone hey learn from learn from everything that I've done and save yourself the trouble and just skip past all that although that's what I want to say is you know hey you don't even need to go down that road I'm just telling you that it's it's nice it's cool to experience all those things it is cool it was cool to be able to design and build a house the way I wanted i when I was a kid, I wanted to be an architect, and so that was a dream of mine, to be able to you know, conceptualize this thing and have it come to reality. And you and I have talked about it before, I like to build mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Build a business, build a house, build a car, build a motorcycle. Building is building, because it all, for me, starts with this idea, right. and I love that process of watching you know, something come out of my head and become real. Mm-hmm. So to build that house was awesome. To live in it, the funny thing is when I moved in, was bizarre for me. And Nick will tell you that the first two weeks, all I could say every night when we would like go to sleep is, This is weird. <laughs> and she would say, Well, why is it weird? And I said, Because I designed it like a big art project. I never designed it thinking I was like, Hey, wait a second. One day I'm going to
0: move in. You're a part of the art now.
1: <laughs> so, uh, but it was a great experience. But I just realized that it doesn't do anything for me. That, you know, living in a house like that, I, you know, it'd be one thing if I was in, in, Maybe politics, or had a career where I had to entertain a lot of people, and that was part of it. And, you know, part of the whole image, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's, you know, things like that are designed to impress. Right. It's
0: a networking thing, basically.
1: Yeah. Like, look, I'm not, you know, I don't want to get into religion, but walk into a church. So why are churches so grand and vast and intricate? And they're designed to wow. And, you know, I, so I don't need that. You know, there's nothing in my life where I need that. I'm at a point where, You know, with strangers, I don't, I don't care what they think because that's been my pursuit. It's, it's liberating to finally not care what strangers think because that's a burden. (sighs) It's a big, huge fucking burden to worry what other people think. Yeah, man.
0: I'm like praying for that day where I just don't give a shit.
1: (laughs) And, and, and I'm not saying that I'm totally free of it, but that's my pursuit. That's my pursuit. And, you know, that's, I've told you before, that's why I dress the way I do and I don't wear watches. I mean, when was the last time you saw me wear a watch? I got a collection of them, you know, that I bought. Believe it or not, the funny thing is, those were all pre BPI. Hmm. When I actually had the money to be able to really go do it, I even decided back then I didn't want to do it because, first of all, who tells time on their watch? I know a lot of people say they do. And if you've got a watch that requires winding, most people's watch doesn't even tell the right time. So if it doesn't tell the right time, then what are you wearing it for? Right, right. You're not wearing it for time. That means you're wearing it
0: for the image. Oh, we talked about this uh, last week even just about, you know, having – you can dress as bummy as you want. If you have a $12,000 watch on, you become that $12,000 guy.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's been a real test to, like, strip all this stuff away because I don't want that to be people's impression of who I am. is the car I drive or the house I live in, you know. I'm trying to figure out like at my core who I really am and the shit that makes me happy and the you know the stuff that makes me fulfilled because I'm not trying to find fulfillment through other people's reaction to things that I have because that just feels like, yeah, I feel trapped at that point. Then I feel beholden to this lifestyle. So if I felt that way, I would never sell my house because then I'd say, well, that's that's part of my identity. Yeah. You know, what are people going to think about me if I don't live in that house anymore? So... The one thing that, you know, like with the house specifically, and Nick and I talked about it, we realized that in our previous house, which was half the size of this one, we were no less happy. Matter of fact, you know, probably it was easier because it had less burden. Like, this house is a lot to keep up. It's exhausting. Like, the more house you have, the more it is yeah. to keep up.
0: Plus, especially where you have it right next to the salt water, so you know, no matter what, no matter what you do, there's no way to avoid that salt water uh, damage that'll happen to it.
1: So whatever you get from having something right, like right. that, what is everything that goes along with it? And for me, it's not worth it. Uh, you know, like you said, the the road trip across the country. I think the one thing that people trip out the most on it's not even that we drove across the country. You know, all the back I'm roads. towards you a little bit that's oh, it's loud enough for me. Uh, it's not just that we drove across the country on the back roads in a fifty year old car, which you know is is bound and determined to break down, which it did. It was the fact that we slept on the, you know, in the dirt every night. but that was that was the appeal to me. Like the vision I had in my head is if this was one hundred and fifty years ago, I would get on my horse, I would have like my bedroll on the back, I'd have a satchel with some food in it, and I would ride until the sun went down, and then I'd roll my mat out, and I'd go to sleep, and I'd wake up at sunrise, and I'd keep, keep riding. riding. Right. And that's what it was. And you know, the funny thing is, uh, my buddy George, who went with me, we were talking about it. I don't know if I told you, but even with the food, they were all MREs, you know, the medi- yeah, the, yeah. The, the ready-to-eat meals. Mm-hmm. You know, so every night, we, I just had like a little jet boil that I take when I backpack, right. So we would boil water, mm-hmm. and you pour those things in a little Ziploc, shake them up a little bit, let them sit, and that's what every night. Yeah, every morning, that's all we eat. And then sometimes we would stop at you know a gas station along right, the way
0: right. and get but something you, for lunch. Look, you could have stopped at any restaurant you wanted. You guys kind of kept it so that it was like I could have stayed at five to...
1: star hotels along the way, but that wouldn't have been a it wouldn't have been the same experience. Like waking up every night, we would pull in late. At night, you couldn't see anything around. And, you know, we'd stay at these really amazing places. Like, imagine camping on the edge of the north rim of the Grand Canyon. But when you pull in the middle of the night, it's pitch black. It's nothing. You don't see anything. And so that was like this gift every morning of waking up, the sunrise coming up, and going out and exploring and be like, whoa, look where we are. That was amazing, you know? And those are experiences that you can't buy. Like, that whole trip, people say, well, that's amazing, you know, that you could do that, you know, but you're in a position to do that. You know what I spent on that trip? That was gas money, and that was whatever the MREs were. Like that was taking you know, that was five business days I took off plus the weekend. So you know, it's not like I ton of, took right, a ton. Right, of right, right. It was like a two it's, month You know, extra. It's not like right. I saved up thousands of dollars. I mean, that was as minimalist as as it gets. Right. And it was it was awesome.
0: You spent five days spending whatever amount you did. I mean, imagine a five-day vacation to like Europe or somewhere. You're spending thousands a day. You know, oh yeah, those no. kinds of those kinds of trips. Look, but- and,
1: and and that's and you know, it's it's epic too to be able to go to all these amazing places around the world. But for one, I'll tell you that the some of the most amazing, the most beautiful places in the entire world are right here in the U.S. They're right at your back door. Mm-hmm. But most people don't take advantage and go and see the things that are right here.
0: I think it's, it has to do with what we were talking about. It's not cool to just be like, hey, I'm going to drive to Tennessee or I'm going to drive. It's, there's a certain romanticism in going but, to the Bahamas but, or but, Jamaica. See,
1: but you just said it. We romanticize this. Right, right, right. We build up these ideas in our head and we romanticize them. We make them out to be so much bigger than they are. And You know, it's interesting. So when I was in California, I, I stopped and I saw my mom. And it's actually related to this whole road trip because... All I ever heard from her when I was growing up is that someday, you know, when you and your brother are are grown up and my parents are gone, I'm going to get rid of this house here in Chico, and I'm going to get a little pickup truck with a camper shell, and I'm going to take my camera, and I'm going to drive across the country, and I'm just going to, you know, get into my photography. And she talked about that my whole life, and she never did it. And so she and I got into a conversation about that. I asked her just uh, two days ago, I asked her why she never did it. You know, what's the like like the no bullshit reason like don't give me some you know some you know reason Mom to son answer. Yeah, like or not even the you know like I was basically asking her to cut the shit with herself even because you know we all justify things and we all tell ourselves stories of why we don't do things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and even then she said, well, you know, there was part of me that wondered if you know the way that I had it built up in my mind, if it would disappoint that if when I actually did it, ah. If it would live up to my expectation and I listened to it and I kind of nodded my head and I said, I call bullshit on that one.
0: I don't know. It makes sense to me. You know, I'm the king of bullshit. But that one was like,
1: eh. I call bullshit. You know why? Because nothing is ever going to live up to your expectation. You know, life is not a movie script that you write and direct and edit the way that you want to see it. It Mm -hmm. never is going to work out exactly that way. And so if that's if that's your expectation, then yes, you're always going to be disappointed. Because what is disappointment? Disappointment is just failed expectations. So sometimes you have to change your expectations. It's not like, okay, let me really lowball my expectations. No, I've got fucking really high expectations of life, but I'm also really flexible in my vision of where I'm going because I know that the beauty, the excitement, all the great shit in life is all the stuff that I don't expect. And so when you start to embrace that, you realize that, you know, that's the gold. Like going on this trip, it wasn't getting to my destination that was cool. It wasn't everything going perfect according to plan. It was all the mishaps. It was, you know, breaking down in the middle of nowhere and going, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, how are we going to get ourselves out of this? It's situation? the situations
0: where money won't get you out of it. No, it's like you have to almost kind of revert back to some kind of you know primal like, okay, how do we how do we survive? I know you guys were freaking out when I was watching the video in the dark where you guys were kind of lost, not knowing where you're going, and it could be. 10 miles that way, ten. it all looked the same. And oh, you kind it, of have hun- to just... Hundreds
1: of miles Hundreds each way. of miles, right. Yeah, by the time you figure it out, you're hundreds of miles in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah, where GPS just doesn't it work.
1: It literally did not work.
0: It goes back to like uh, navigating by the stars, you know?
1: Well, well I brought a, a road atlas, a U.S. road atlas for that reason, because there's parts of this country, you get out in the middle of nowhere, there's no cell phone coverage, which means no GPS coverage. And, you know, it'd be one thing if you're in a new car with, you know, satellite, but I'm in Mm -hmm. a 1967 Chevelle. Yeah,
0: which was the amazing part of it that 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 thing made it made it all the way through. By the way, we have four time Mr. Jay Cutler that says live your life. Enjoy every moment. Throwing us a shout out on here at the podcast. He's live with us on IG, actually. So thank you for that, Jay. You're still the greatest. Um, All right. Well, um, I,
1: I, I bet Jay, if, you know, if he were sitting here right now. I'm sure he would probably share something similar, you know, his own version of it. I mean, look at the guys, you know, he's put in his work and stayed focused on, uh, you know, all the goals that he had. But, you know, he's at a point now where I'm sure he's, you know, on his own journey trying to find out, you know. What what is it that is going to you know make us happy in this world? Yeah. Like you know what's what's that truth?
0: Right. I mean, you're talking about the guy who reached the pinnacle of success in his in his career, mm. still enjoys. I mean, he could. He's not one of those guys that's kind of like oh, I'm over this. He still enjoys yeah. his journey. Is to still meet as many fans as possible. But getting to something at, at Fitcon, this is probably worked perfectly into our conversation. Jay brought up um, talking about these two two new friends of yours, uh, Robin Dana Lynn, mm-hmm. who kind of the epitome of like they are the guys the 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 goals some of these life goals that people see which is mm-hmm. you and your woman get a get a farm in montana minimalist lifestyle i mean these guys are fitness i well, min, min,
1: minimalist to a degree to a
0: degree right but i'm but but still in that they did it in their own way this is like the new minimalist well, which well, they're
1: is do, they're doing it in their own way right like, and i i came back and i told you that know everybody in this industry and met a lot of people and there's not too many people that I think, you know, are cool that are doing shit their own way. And, uh, you know, I didn't really know much about them and I've, I've never watched any of their videos before, but you know, you always hear all the different stories from everybody else. And so even just spending a few minutes talking with them, uh, about what they're doing, how they just packed up and they moved out there, like you said, to the middle of Montana, which by the way, I don't know if you've ever been. It's beautiful. Like Both Montana and Wyoming, in my opinion, are two of the most beautiful places in this country. They're amazing. They're cold, cold as hell in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. But spring, summer, fall, they're beautiful. Mm. But uh, yeah, they moved up there and uh, they're just doing their own thing. And that's what I think is cool. It's not that they're doing it a certain way, but they're doing it the way they want to do it right. because it makes them happy. They're not trying to project themselves as being a certain way. They're just doing themselves. And that's what I think is cool. And, you know, that's my definition of cool is when you can just be yourself. You're not trying to be a certain way. You're not trying to, you know, make people believe that you're a certain way. It's like, look, this is who I am. This is what makes me happy. This is what makes me, you know, fulfilled. I'm with someone in my life where, you know, we like who each other is for who we are. Right. And that's like, they, they, Probably could give a fuck what anyone thinks of it. It happens to be that a lot of people dig it and relate yeah, to it. Yeah,
0: that's like the cool thing. But, I mean, like like I'm saying, I, I don't know how many other people have pulled that as part of their – it's a part of their brand. It's a part of the, the not giving a fuck, the kind of like doing their own thing, their own style. You know, I think that's – like you said, with some of my age, I think – that's cool. Like, I would love to do that. You find your the hot fitness chick. You guys, you know, move to the mountains together, churning butter, milking goats. You know, I think it's just. Uh, I think it's I'll,
1: a, I'll have to ask him if they milk goats.
0: You can Probably. milk any. You can milk anything with nipples. Remember that.
1: You know, even kittens.
0: <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Shout out to those guys though, uh, Rob and Dana Lynn. They're just super cool people. And uh, did you know that I was raised on goat's milk? did you
1: yeah we had goats yeah well dude I grew up in the mountains grew up in the mountains we had had chickens had goats I've had pigs and we've had geese uh yeah
0: you're a farm guy dude I'd say two years from now you'll be back at a farm somewhere maybe bring a farm down here in South Florida
1: I gotta be careful I you know I think one of the Nick's biggest fears is that one day I'm just like gonna go ghost and drag her off into the (laughs) middle of the mountains (laughs) it <laughs> go totally That'd off the cool. grid.
0: There's actually a cool show like uh, Alaskan Bush People, where it's like a whole family yeah. that live out there in the bush.
1: So that's actually, you know, in this whole conversation, I think this is actually a good time to talk about it, is not doing the extreme, mm. right? And that's where I'm at in my life is it's not about an extreme. It's not like going from this one extreme and saying, okay, now let me balance out by going to this extreme. And that's usually the way it works. It's mm-hmm. the pendulum, right? It swings right. from one side and it swings to the opposite extreme. And I don't want to do that. What I'm looking for is I'm just looking for better balance. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I want to give up, you know, my pursuits because I enjoy those pursuits and it's not about money anymore, but I do love building things. I like creating things and I especially like building communities and that's part of building a brand. Mm -hmm. And it's like we were talking about with, with Dana Lynn and with Rob, that's what they're doing. That is their brand, but it's a community. That's the brand. It's saying, look, this is who we are this is what we believe in, these are our values, and if you can relate to it, great, you can be part of the community. If you don't like it, great, there's somewhere else for you to go, right? And that's all it means. It doesn't mean like, hey, fuck the world, it just means that don't have to be all things to all people. Right? You know, just be who you are and stand for something and you're gonna attract like-minded people and there's enough people in the world where everyone can find their own place in this world now.
0: Let me ask you, this might sound like a stupid question, um, but I heard there are no stupid questions, just stupid people, so stupid question time. you think it's easier to be a minimalist when you're wealthy <laughs> like um it's it's almost comes to that point where it's like you don't know what you have until you you lost it. Well, like I've never been rich, so to to someone like me, the minimalist is kind of like... Well, I want to get there first before I start stripping all this away from me. You know, what do you it's, think factors? It's, it's interesting.
1: It? I mean, look, it depends on where you're at in your life. Like for me, this has been a pursuit. Um, have we ever talked about stoicism before? Mm-mm. So people have asked me before the tattoo on my shoulder, mm-hmm. which is Marcus Aurelius. Brr. And uh, and it's not because he was an emperor of Rome. It's because he was a known stoic. And it happens to be a philosophy that I can relate to and and one of the things that they would practice is this stripping things away from themselves intentionally because it seems to be human nature now and always has been and who knows maybe it might always be unless we really evolve to not appreciate the things that we have. Like it's that old saying that you don't appreciate what you have until you lose it. And so, part of this was intentionally stripping things away, even if it was just temporarily, just to gain a better appreciation, or even if it wasn't stripping away, imagining it. Like, imagine someone that you're just so irritated with, like you can't stand their face, right? But there's someone that's important to you, and you love them. And so, imagine losing them. Just picture that, you know, you close your eyes and you picture, what if something happened to them? no matter how irritated you are, no matter how much you can't stand their face, what if you lost them tomorrow? What if they got into a car accident? What if something happened? How would you feel? And and it's to some people that may seem morbid, but just that little thing, it triggers something in you and you say, you know what, it doesn't matter what they said or what they did. I still love them like, and I value them and I value having them in my life. Of time, of these things, you know. So I'm at a point in my life where I know that the, you know, the cars or the house, that's not who I am. That's mm-hmm. not my identity. So it's easier for me to do this. So to answer your question, you know, do people with money have a harder time? I think it just really depends on where they're at in their sense of identity. If if they believe that all those things is what makes them who they are and what makes the people in their life, you know, want to be around them, then yes, like. If there's anyone I know, if there's anyone in my life that's around me just because of, you know, success or because of the things that I have, then I'll be just fine losing those people along the way in stripping away the stuff.
0: Right. I mean, that kind of makes perfect sense, too. Um, What are your next, uh, what are your five, kind of like your idea for the next five years when it comes to... How much more are we gonna see you just kind of rubbing sticks together, starting making fires with just this crazy beard,
1: crazy beard,
0: mountain man? If
1: I let the beard grow, I would have to like braid it, like do yeah, you like the Viking would Be kind of cool. cool. You
0: just come out of the behind the bush. <laughs> no, but uh, what, what kind of what is your what is your plan? Because like you're saying, there's no, uh, you don't have this extreme thing happening, and it's been happening for the past couple of years, but. I don't think anybody besides me wouldn't even notice that, just because you're still here, you're still the boss, you're still running the show.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, look, nothing in that respect is going to change. It's interesting. I've got my own, my own goals of the things that I want to pursue, and it is some of like these simple pleasures in life. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that everything else has to change. I think one of my bigger goals is to be able to do this. It's. I always think it's a challenge. Like as you start to feel like you're evolving in your life, to then become judgmental. Right, and think, hey, I've got it figured out. You guys are all dipshits, you know. Come oh, on, get if they on board. only knew
0: what I knew, yeah. You know?
1: So, it's, it. I think that's part of my goal is just to remain really open minded and say, hey, everyone's got to, you know, they've all got their own path, their own goals, their own journey. Just because it's for me doesn't mean it's for everybody. Uh, um, Cutler says, Grow the beard, grow the beard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've been going like 10 months now without cutting the hair. Cut the hair
0: is the hair gone after. After a year? After a year.
1: No, I think I'm kind of getting, you know, like I'm cool you with feeling it. feeling it? All right. Yeah, it was pretty pretty horrible for the first, like, six months. It was, like, sticking out in all directions. It's starting to get kind of tame. <laughs> right. Like, I can kind of, you know, like, contain it a little bit. Sorry, but, I
0: interrupted you again. Go.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, you know, I went my whole life having, you know, like, the super clean haircut. Like, literally my entire mm-hmm. life. And uh, so... Yeah, maybe it's just part of, like, the whole, like... Being a part of it. It's a different kind of discipline. There's a part of me that just wants to run and cut it all off, right? And so it's just... It takes discipline, believe it or not, to just let it
0: go. Dude, if you would have cut it at 10 months, I would have been very disappointed disappointed in you. For sure, because you're not very many people in this world that say something and even if they didn't chisel it in concrete, I take everything you say to to the, well, well, because you know,
1: you know that I'm not going to just say something just to say it. But if I say it, that means I'm committed to it because I've thought about it and I made the decision and I'm going to do it. And that's something that I take very serious, especially when I make a commitment to myself, because in the past I let myself down. I, I made commitments to myself and I didn't follow through with those things. And you know, that's, that's a, it's one thing for other people to be disappointed in you. I can live with that. Other mm. people being disappointed in me. But to be disappointed in yourself, that sucks. Right. So, you know, even if it's something as simple as that, saying, hey, I'm not going to cut my hair for a year, it may seem meaningless, right? What does it mean? Who cares if I cut it, don't cut it? It doesn't mean anything other than the fact that I told myself I'm not going to. And when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Right. And, you know, that's... We want to talk about having things in this world, our possessions, like who are we? Are we our clothes? Are we our house? Or, you know, who are you? I know who I am. And part of it is, you know, my integrity. You know, it's my word. It's what I say. And if I say I'm going to do something, you know, that's one thing that someone can count on is that I'm actually going to do it.
0: Right. Um, I think that's that's pretty good for this episode, man. Um, Definitely. Uh, Let's see if we have a couple people here that are asking some questions. I think this has been Going a great one. Going live to IG. Going live to IG right now. People say great philosophies, great questions. Thank you so much. Shout out from Portland, Maine. Is it Portland in Maine? All right, I guess <laughs> there is. No. You knew there was a Portland in Maine? Yeah. I didn't know that. I guess anyway. Yeah, where...
1: actually, you know what? When I went to, uh, I went up there for Christmas, that's where I flew into it was Portland, Maine.
0: Oh, okay. So you had to at least, the only people that know is the people that have flown in there. Um, yeah, hold on. You're just thinking of Portland, Oregon? That's the the easy way. Oregon's in a a pretty cool spot. That's,
1: uh, Oregon's a, a nice place. There's not too many places like the West Coast.
0: So Ego Wants Muscle says he found your YouTube channel today and he regrets not finding it sooner. And I see a lot of those comments on there. Let's talk about your YouTube for a second. Um, so this is live right now on YouTube every Tuesday at 3 p.m. We'll mm-hmm. be here committed every – this is episode 26. So we've been doing this for over six months now. Um I really enjoy doing this stuff. It's great. Like break from work. And I think everybody at the office really enjoys us doing this too. And we do for BPI sports. I mean, this is on your channel, but this kind of just shows our culture. So if you guys ever have a chance, make sure you subscribe and turn on the notifications on the YouTube channel. Matt Santos says it's one of the greatest YouTube channels ever. Thank you so much.
1: No, I appreciate that. That's cool. You know, it's uh YouTube is interesting. It's I'm pretty fascinated by the fact that nowadays, if you have something to say, You have something to share, that there's a platform that you can share that worldwide. Mm -hmm. That's a crazy concept. Like, that's just kind of mind blowing to me. So, you know, if there's something that you believe in, like we talk about having your own personal values or creating a sense of community, again, like Dana Lynn and Rob, that's all they've done, right? And YouTube was primarily their platform, I think. Right, Right. So, and that's all they did is share all these ideas and this lifestyle of who they were. And there were people that were just drawn into that from all over the world. That's a pretty cool thing that a- anybody has that opportunity, like anybody. And so that would be my best advice. Jay and I talked about this out there at FitCon when we were talking about building a brand. And he and I shared really similar philosophies, just said it in different ways, which is you just got to be true to yourself. You got to figure out who you are and what you stand for and you know what this message is and go out there and and just, uh, you know, share that with people. And there's going to be people that are, are going to be like-minded. They'll be drawn to that.
0: Yeah, it's- a lot easier said than done, I think, just to find out who you are. Like, damn, Well, that's, that's,
1: th- a, that's the hard part. It's not broadcasting the message. Right. It's figuring out who you really are.
0: Definitely. Speaking of broadcasting, we're also on iTunes, my friends. Find the James Grage Theory. Right now we're running at a perfect five-star rating. Don't mess it up for us. Go in there. Give us your reviews. We always appreciate it. Make sure you guys comment. So look out on Thursday um, for our new ATT video. I don't know if you're going to have one this Ooh, this, week. This,
1: this week is going to be tough I uh, right you know I look a lot of people that are here on YouTube uh, are there because of the training stuff and so that's my commitment to keep cranking that out in addition to this as well this is an, another commitment I'm not going to just bail on the podcast because a lot of people that got there because of the fitness don't like it if you don't like the podcast don't listen to the podcast just watch the fitness stuff so right. but I'm committed to doing it this week is kind of brutal I've you know I was out the last couple days and there's a bunch of stuff piled up. But with that being said, I'm still going to see if somehow I can squeeze it in Thursday.
0: Yeah. And also speaking of just stuff happening, piling on, we got our new one more rep launch. We had an awesome party. Unfortunately you missed it. It was a great party here in in South Florida though. Um, So make sure you guys check that out as well. All right guys, we'll see you next week.